Welcome to the end-to-end value chain podcast series. In this series, we discuss industry insights from people working to find solutions that benefit the entire value chain. My name is Sarah Minigo, Communications Officer at the Consumer Goods Forum. And today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Marcus Linder, Founder and CEO of Inoko. Welcome, Marcus. It is a great pleasure to have you with me today, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Thank you very much for having me. Excited to be part of this. So today's topic, we discuss the impact of sustainability solutions in the food and beverage industry. And my first question is, what are the most pressing sustainability challenges in the food and beverage business? Yeah, first of all, the um, uh, food and beverage products that you and I and every one of us consume every day have a huge impact. They are, for example, responsible for 80% of the deforestation we're seeing out there. They're responsible for 70% of the biodiversity loss on land, have, are responsible for a third of the global greenhouse gas emissions, and obviously have a huge impact on our own health. And uh, grocery retailers and ultimately food and beverage brands in the second step two have basically four ways to really lower the impact of their food and beverage products. The first one is obviously to reduce food waste, very important. The second one is to step-by-step make their own private label brands more sustainable. The third one is to really incentivize producers to produce in a more sustainable way, so third-party brand producers. And the fourth one is to really engage with their own customers, with the consumers, to help them on their journey towards a more healthy and more sustainable diet. Because if we all continue to eat the massive amount of meat, the massive amount of animal-based products that we consume today, it will be impossible for the grocery retail industry to achieve uh, the sustainability targets. Thank you. That is so interesting, the impact of the food and beverage business. And thank you for outlining the ways in which we can lower the impact across the industry. To follow up on this, what role does innovative technology play in addressing these challenges? Yeah, very good question. So first of all, innovative technology can really help to create more transparency. So uh, there's a lot of regulatory changes coming up at the moment that simply require retailers to have a much better understanding of you know, the impact of their products, the composition of their product, uh, and ultimately to understand what's the impact of these products on people, on animal, and on the planet. So it becomes increasingly important to gain insights into the processes upstream in the supply chain and to really understand um, yeah, what, what are the implications of that product and technology can really help to create more transparency here. But technology can also really play a vital role in communicating the impact of products to consumers and in engaging with them. So leveraging content, nudging and gamification to really get them excited for this journey that leads towards a more healthier and more sustainable nutrition. And last but not least, um, we also see that technology will play a super important role in supporting the grocery retailers at the food and beverage brands to optimize their products. So to reduce the impact of the products by, for example, getting a better understanding of what the hotspots of certain products are by receiving recommendations in terms of what they can do about it and thereby really step-by-step 
um, reduce the impact of food and beverage products. What are your thoughts on how manufacturers and retailers respond to the challenges? Yeah, as so often in life, some see it as a threat and others see it as an opportunity. Uh, so we see a lot of retailers who basically see this as a massive opportunity now because uh, grocery retailers typically have a very strong market share within the sustainable product space. So especially if you look in Europe, you will see that a lot of uh, grocery retailers have a quite strong private label brand offering within the vegan space, within the organic space. And if you think about it, basically every consumer who becomes more aware of the sustainability impact of the products you know, we buy every day, these are customers who typically will over time buy more vegan products, buy more organic products. And this ultimately results into a revenue shift that typically leads away from, on average, less sustainable third-party brand products, more towards those um, high-margin uh, private-level brand products in the vegan and organic space. So it's a massive opportunity, not only for the retailers to basically meet their climate targets, but to also increase the margin, and at the same time, a massive opportunity ultimately to address this quickly growing target group of sustainability conscious consumers. More and more people want to really make a difference and they reward retailers who really help them in getting a better understanding of which products are more sustainable and, you know, reward them with their dollars uh, with the purse, basically. And others, to be quite open, you know, see this whole thing going on at the moment as a threat. But in my opinion, these retailers and brands will uh, ultimately lose market share uh, due to this shift that's going on here at the moment. And yeah, they will simply lose business. What we also see is that there are quite big regional differences. So at the moment, we really see Europe being ahead of the game here, uh, especially certain regions like the Benelux, the Nordics, the Dach region, France, UK, are really leading the pack in terms of their ambitions and actions towards a more sustainable food and beverage system. Uh, yeah, but hopefully uh, the rest of the world will catch up soon and move into that direction as well. That is great. That's the ambition globally for everyone to be aligned towards Absolutely. moving towards a more sustainable um, direction. So what types of data are used for assessing the environmental impact of food products and what are the associated obstacles? Yeah, so basically the typical approach um, that is being used today are so-called life cycle assessment consultants or LCA consultants. So these are experts who gather primary data, so information about where do the ingredients come from, how have they been produced, how much electricity was used, what's the electricity mix, uh, what's packaging, how does the transport look like, and so on, in a very tedious manual process. And this process is slow, takes a massive amount of time, and is super expensive. So it really doesn't scale uh, in an effective way for the grocery retail industry. Uh, who are dealing with tens of thousands of products and with super complex nested supply chains. On the other hand, you see innovative product impact assessment solutions coming up. So this is basically, these are technologies that are able to start with the data that retailers have available today, such as, for example, the ingredient information, which ingredients are in the product, the nutrient values of the products, the 
labels that are on the product and are then able to basically re-engineer the composition of the product by leveraging AI, so understanding how much wheat is in a ready beef made pizza, how much tomato, how much tuna, and can then assign impact data, so for example, emission factors uh, with regards to climate change, onto all the processes that are typically involved in the creation of a product, plus onto all the ingredients that are involved here. And um, yeah, uh, this way, uh, basically a first assessment of a product can be made. Here you have then two ways. You can either, uh, some systems use average uh, data, so average emission factors, average CO2 data. Um, other systems, like for example, our Inoco product impact assessment platform, we use conservative values in the absence of primary data, which ultimately creates a strong incentive for the brands and for the producers to share more and more data over time, because as soon as basically uh, the software receives the information that um, an ingredient comes from a certain country or green energy has been used, the conservative assumptions are replaced by the actual data. Um, and the output of those systems can then be, for example, a carbon value for greenhouse gas accounting or for more accurate SPTI reporting. Uh, as well as um, a value for consumer communication. So supplier and consumer communication value in the end. And um, as a result of this outcome of the process is basically that producers over time provide more and more primary data, more and more insights into their products. They share, for example, they can share that deforestate, they use deforestation free ingredients from a certain country that they use a certain electricity mix that they use a certain means of transport. And the more data they share, more and more of these conservative values are being replaced by the primary data they are providing, which ultimately leads um, to a situation where their products are assessed in a more accurate and typically also better way. And in comparison to this approach where uh, a company would rely on a LCA expert, um, leveraging such product impact assessment solutions really has the advantage that retailer can implement this approach at scale within months, covering tens of thousands of products, and then over time become more and more accurate. And that's obviously a, an absolute game changer. That is interesting and does indeed sound like a game changer. Um, how can companies and retailers use sustainability data to effectively address consumers' rising environmental concerns? Yeah, it's all about becoming more and more transparent about the impact of their products. Um, so, and obviously it's all about offering more and more sustainable solutions and options for the consumers and to then communicate the value of these more sustainable products to consumers. So it's not only about, you know, showing, yeah, this product is more sustainable or less sustainable, but what we have learned is that you also really need to share why is it better for other people? Why is it better for your health? Why is it better for the climate? Why is it better for animal to really touch the hearts of consumers and to really ultimately make them, you know, also potentially spend a bit more money on the more sustainable products. And according to a recent um, survey that one of our customers conducted amongst 1000 consumers, three out of four respondents expressed a desire to see a sustainability label on food and beverage products uh, that would help them make more sustainable choices. 
And this is what we are now also observing in practice that uh, grocery retailers are increasingly beginning to provide such kind of product impact assessment data through their apps, through their websites, such as, for example, displaying the CO2 impact of products, using color-coded labels from dark green to dark red that basically show what the impact of products are. So that's really coming and that's really um, a big trend at the moment. However, data is not only crucial for consumer communication, it also is playing a more and more important role uh, to really be compliant with upcoming regulatory changes, such as, for example, ESG reporting, CSRD, um, the EU sustainable food labeling framework, and similar initiatives that are coming up in the US. So retailers will need to have much richer insights into the sustainability aspects of their products to meet these uh, regulatory requirements down the road. And um, having a good understanding of the impact of products is going to be instrumental to really help the retailers to achieve their net zero goals. How do consumers respond to companies that demonstrate product and service transparency? Yeah, we see very positive um, outcomes here. So, for example, according to a study that was conducted by, by McKinsey, um, Products that make ESG-related claims have experienced uh, an average cumulative growth of 28% over the last five years, whereas products without such uh, claims saw an average only growth of 20% during the same period. There is clear evidence out there that brands who produce in a more sustainable way and really communicate in an effective way are also experiencing a strong uh, financial return from that. And how can we encourage consumers to choose more sustainable options? Very good question. Um, I think first of all, by not only just simply communicating um, how a product is doing from a sustainability perspective, for, ex for example, through labels, but also by really starting to engage with the consumers around the topic. So the direction that we're seeing in the grocery retail space at the moment is that um, retailers are starting to praise and reward consumers for more climate-friendly purchases, for example, through the loyalty apps, or that uh, they actively recommend more climate-friendly alternatives from their own assortment to consumers, that they introduce challenges, like, for example, encouraging consumers to try out two different plant-based milk alternatives this month, and if they do so, reward them by giving them, for example, a discount on a brand new, cool, sustainable product. And um, apart from offering financial benefits, we have seen that it has also proven effective to really compare consumer behavior. So basically leverage uh, a little bit of social pressure uh, by, for example, comparing um, your customers' meat consumption to you know, uh, the consumption of other shoppers at the same store or by comparing the meat consumption to what is considered healthy by the World, um, World Health Organization, WHO. Um, yeah, so there are exciting opportunities out there to really engage with consumers and uh, get them excited about this journey towards a healthier, more sustainable diet. So what is the future of sustainability in the food and beverage system? So at the moment, we see a lot of focus on carbon. That's obviously the very, very big topic and the number one priority for grocery retailers and food and beverage brands out there. Um, however, we do see an increasing interest in also being able to assess the impact of food and beverage products 
on other dimensions, such as, for example, the social impact uh, of products or the animal welfare implications of certain products, um, the nutritional benefits of products, or um, also, for example, what, what's the biodiversity impact of certain products. So there is a huge amount of exciting opportunities ahead of us um, to really enable consumers, but also businesses to transition to a more sustainable and healthy food system. Thank you so much. You've shared a great deal of insight on how we can implement sustainability practices in the food and beverage space across retailers, manufacturers, and also making consumers more conscious about how they consume and, and how they behave when, when they are making their purchase decisions. I have a final question on how accessible is it and how possible is it for small and medium businesses to implement these practices in their business operations? Yeah, it's a great, uh, great question. And um, we actually see that SMEs will massively benefit from product impact assessment solutions as they suddenly don't need to hire an expensive LCA consultant anymore who, you know, and need to invest thousands of dollars per product to learn more about the impact of their products. So technology will ultimately really ensure that not only large corporations can share insights and also improve the sustainability aspects of their products, but that also uh, smaller producers, SMEs can effectively do so. Thank you so much, Marcus Linder, for sharing these insights and your expertise. It was great having you with us. It was a lovely conversation. We look forward to learning more about sustainability solutions and just unpacking more discussions on how we can drive sustainability in food and beverage industry. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much, Sarah. It's been a great pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to learn more about the Product Data Coalition and the work done at end-to-end -end value chain, please visit us on the Consumer Goods Forum. Thank you and see you soon.